Welcome to episode 15 of Rabble, Rabble, Rabble. This is UK Peter, bringing it to your front door like an Amazon Prime package. I'm here to let you know, that we will be using the B word, the D word, the F word, the C word, the L, M, N, O, P word. Basically if you're offended by words, then you can go shove a frozen turd into your mouth and tell me all about how offended you are. Please welcome your host, Sir Dennis McMahon and Miss Lindsay Hobbs. Hello, everybody. A frozen turd in your own <laughs> mouth. Is it your turd or is it just like whatever frozen turd you had on hand? You know, whichever frozen turd you have on hand. I feel like a frozen turd in the mouth would be better than a like a hot turd. Than a hot turd? Absolutely. <laughs> there's one like that, there's a no-brainer to that equation whatsoever. <laughs> I don't even know why. Like I don't there's no like science that would say it would taste differently, but hot turd you just like you see like the comic you know stick lines coming off of that and like uh and then do you have to take a bite out of the hot turd or is it like a spoonful of hot turd or does it like melt in your mouth like a hot bar of chocolate you know like where you you don't have like the option it just starts like seeking seeping into the teeth it's like molecular gastronomy where they build that like 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 film around it and then it just explodes in your mouth with turdy goodness Goodness. Versus like a cold. I bet cold turds don't taste like anything. For some reason, like the cold kills stink, right? Like, I think so. Like that's why they freeze bodies, right? So there is science. Freeze bodies, freeze meat. There like is science freeze, behind it. If you have like, like your shoes smell, you're supposed to stick them in the freezer and it like kills the bacteria, right? So I could totally imagine I could freeze a turd tonight and by tomorrow morning, it tastes like nothing. I just would be able to, to scarf it down and not even notice. That <laughs> I'd was probably like try to like bite excrement. it in swallowable, swallowable chunks, you know, just like, like bite it and be able to just swallow the chunk down without any chewing yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, would be, yeah. that would be my game plan if I were to eat a frozen turd. But that's if you're like forced to, but what if you are mandated to enjoy a turd? <laughs> like anybody can be like, here, eat this and just get it down as quickly as possible. But what if, like, we have a Brewster's Millions situation, which I'm really showing my age because that's a movie from, like, 84. <laughs> but a Brewster's Millions situation where a billionaire, Elon Musk comes to you and says, Lindsay, I'd really like to give you $1 million under one stipulation. You have to enjoy human excrement. I don't just mean get it down. I mean actually enjoy it. Do you like- have the... Do you have the brain power to convince I think so. yourself? I think that so. You for like a, for a million dollars, you know, for a million Absolutely. dollars, like people do a lot worse shit for a lot less money. Absolutely. Look what Rudy Giuliani's doing in court in Pennsylvania. <laughs> did completely you? sullying his entire uh, legacy. So. Speaking of frozen yeah, turds, he's only doing it for like twenty grand a day. It's nowhere near. <laughs> I'd much rather eat a turd for for a million dollars. Did than you do what Rudy Giuliani's doing? Did you hear like the? So I, I briefly heard a little bit about his performance <laughs> in court, but I heard it was pretty laughable. Like he hasn't been, he hasn't like represented somebody long enough to where he's like forgotten all the terms. He hasn't so, been inside a courtroom. Since 1992. So you're talking 28 years of not actually being a lawyer. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say so he was a little rusty. A little rusty. So like, I, uh, I I heard like a one story where somebody asked him, uh, oh man, did I forget it already? They asked him something, something where he could just like respond with like legal terms. Like what, what are your terms? What, what, how would you like to proceed with it with this? And he was just like, oh, the regular way. The regular regular way. There's like a standard way. Yeah. There's like a slew of like legal terms he could have used. He's like, oh, just the normal kind, please. 
you know, <laughs> column A, column B, you know, j- judge's choice today. You yeah. know, I don't really want to, you know, dictate how these things are going to go. As evidence, Rudy Giuliani, this is a true story, presented a photo of what he, of a person looking through binoculars. And he said that that was a Philadelphia poll watcher. And that's how far away they were. They had to use binoculars. So the judge was like, and the, and the defense team were like, uh, objection. Is that an actual photo? And he goes, well, someone told me it was. And that was evidence in court that the election has been rigged. And today they refiled briefs say, stating that they actually want the judge to completely throw out the entire election. They're saying it's all invalid. We need to just like completely start over. Just redo the election. Just redo it completely. (laughs) And it's really hilarious because they're not actually wrong in this sense, right? They are saying that it's a rigged election. And they're right in this sense. Without COVID, all their gerrymandering, all their ways of disenfranchising people, like closing polling places, making it harder to vote, all of those things absolutely wouldn't have worked. So during the pandemic, they were the uh, local governments were able to put in these these uh, measures to make voting easier right. by doing mail in ballots, which from a logical perspective, it should always be like this. Even mm-hmm. as someone that is like politically informed, I spent more time doing my civic duty by actually Googling who was on the ballot, right. what these measures were that we were voting on. I spent time with my ballot this year. It got to actually vote on things right. instead of going in and be like, I don't know. And just like poking holes in yeah, it. Like, d- Democrats all the way through, you know? Yeah. So it makes so much more sense to do it this way. So in a way, that's why they are flabbergasted and like trying so hard with every dying breath to overturn this. Cause they're Right. In quotation marks, it was rigged in quotation marks, meaning like we were finally able to get more people to vote. And it turned out the way it, it will always turn out if everybody votes right. with a Democratic election. So like, yeah, I, mean, I totally when you're listening to the underbelly of what they're saying, they're like, this makes no sense. Like that county has never had that many people vote. It's like, yeah, because of mail-in ballots. Oh, well, then all these things could, should just be thrown out. Like we, how can we count mail-in ballots? Meanwhile, it's like, it's been part of every election since the beginning. Right. Like provisional ballots, absentee ballots, sure. military ballots. Like it's they've not never a had a problem. Process. They've never had a problem with it in Utah. In 2000, <laughs> during the Gore-Bush like recounts, they actually went to court to fight to get mail-in ballots counted because they started to fall behind when they were doing the recounts. So they started saying, fine, then we want to make sure we get all of these military and overseas ballots counted. And they fought that they should not be worried about when they showed up. They should just be counted when they come in. So all of a sudden there were all these military and overseas ballots that showed up two weeks after the election. And they went to court to fight to get those counted. So again, uh, is this about like actually making sure we have fair and legal elections? No, or it's are they sure, fucking it's, full of shit. No, they're <laughs> so full of shit that it's it's la- it's it's really laughable. Like I'm I'm in this like level of just like half ready to panic about it, but also <laughs> also half ready to just like kick back and watch the shit show <laughs> yes. because it really is this like if I if I have like a guarantee like these motherfuckers aren't going to somehow do something, pay off the right person. Right. 
Yeah. Then I then I always sit back and watch this with a smile on my face because I think it's hilarious. Other I than- wake up in terror because the 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 size of their nuts right now is just like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. Obviously, that's not going to work. Oh, fuck. They've been doing that for four years. Right. Where every time I'm like, well, obviously, that's not going to work because that's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then it somehow does. So that's how I am like very like that. Ah, there's no way, right? Like, and I have to like constantly listen to people like and like analysts to be like, there's no way, right? Like, and they're like, look, <laughs> we know it's scary. We know it's the dumbest shit you've ever seen, but there is no way. Like, like yeah, I've been doing the same thing where I'm like, there is no way, right? Like, okay, should I laugh at this? Should I laugh at this? Or should I be fucking terrified? Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. Yeah, and scary. now it, it it look more it look it looks more and more like theater, like the the entire time, right? Seriously. Like last night in Wayne County, which is one of the largest counties in Michigan, which encompasses Detroit, uh, the canvassing board, which is like after the votes are tallied, the canvassing board gets together and certifies it to say these are our official counts. We're sending it to the state. It was a split two to two, Democrats and Republicans of a. They were unable to certify the results, even though there's no dispute. Like, right. there's no, there's not well, a lawsuit in Michigan. There's not, there's no dispute. And the two Republican canvassers or, 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 you know, board members were like, no, we just feel like things are a little too crazy right now. We're not in good conscience able to, to certify the results. And then they got like so, fucking ridiculed, right? MAGA Twitter just lost their mind. And praising them, right. like, I oh my it. God, they're fighting for the heroes. And President's Donald like, Trump big win, big win. We wa- big win. We're gonna finally overdo this. And then four hours later, in the dark of night, with no one watching, four zero unanimous certified election over. Oh, we changed our minds. We don't, <laughs> we don't even need Pennsylvania. Yeah, but that's why it's like, okay, it was all theater. That way, the people that didn't see the retraction later on in the night, they were like, no, she stood up for Trump. It's as great. And Trump retweeted it. We've got heroes all over this great nation. You know, Stop the steal. We're not going to allow them to, 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 to do this. And it's like, well, it's all theater because then it just gets reversed. So right. part of me is like, yeah, go for it. Just do your little play like a child in fucking you know, grade <laughs> school that's like doing a really shitty version of like the Christmas story on, on stage or something. You're, you're clapping <laughs> because they like didn't fall over, you know, like, so like okay, do the play, like continue. Sure. But yeah, every day I wake up with existential dread that we might not be out of this. <laughs> like one day it might not be so funny from sitting from the... <laughs> If on December 13th is like the deadline nationally for it to be officially called, you know, before it goes to uh, the, if it's still disputed, then it goes to the House of Representatives. So until December 13th, we are still in panic mode. Yeah. Which, when you break down the numbers of how many votes that that uh, Joe Biden got, right? He got almost close to Dude, 80 million votes. And the, fi- the, yeah, the final like number of the difference of just popular vote alone is like what, like six, close to seven million? Yeah, it, in the end, it might be close to eight million, like total like total ins- votes. It's in insane. Between the two. That's well, and, a and lot so of I'm people. just talking even like participation, right? Yeah. It's like, shouldn't we always shoot for participation? Yeah. So okay, if mail-in ballots like increase participation by thirty percent, then we great. should all be doing that. Hell like, yeah! They just don't want to do it because they know they know the more th- people well, vote they always lose yeah so, yeah other than the like, fucking senate races which is just i think that's like a 
I think that's a symptom of like how they divide up the state lines and the counties. It's all all gerrymandering. Yeah, so that's all just like impossible. Like here, they, here in the state, talk about rigged. Talk about we, rigged. We had, oh, exactly. We had a very close uh, district election where we finally had a Democrat, which is like right. unheard of for mm-hmm. like was a that ben national McAdams? office. Ben McAdams, yeah. right? And how close and was that race, man? It's like twelve hundred votes. Scary. And of course, if you look at the district that it covers, it covers Salt Lake City. Yeah. And then it like slivers down. Yeah. And then all of Nephi, yeah. you know, the middle part of, I the, of the country. I couldn't or vote the for state. I didn't I wasn't able to vote for him. He wasn't on my ballot. And I'm like, why wouldn't he be on like I'm in Salt Lake City? Yeah. So it just like shows you the divide of those lines. It's like so unfair. Yeah, and it's just been happening for generation now that they they knew to start from the ground up, like get the local, you know, get the get the state, you know, like like work your way up. Don't just go right to the the top because it doesn't do you much good without that base layer to kind of rig the game a little bit. So yeah, it's been it's been a coordinated plan. Like they even put it out. This was Newt Gingrich in ninety like three. This was the plan, you know, like gerrymander the fuck out of it, right. restrict people's right to vote, like because yeah, then it doesn't matter. Franchise everyone. Then it doesn't matter who wins the presidency, man. If they like hold control of the Senate, like nothing ever gets done anyway, and they get their way. Look, exactly. Obama's second term when Mitch McConnell took over and was like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing anything." <laughs> yeah, it could have been like, like you, Mitch. This bill says that the Dixie Chicks will blow you for the next six all months. All three of them. All three. While singing goodbye to Earl and letting you butt fuck, you know, Randy Travis. Like, well, and you're like, you know, the best corn on the cob you've ever had, you know? Like, and, so, yeah, I don't know. And, and that's all it would take. And he still was like, I'm not even going to consider it for a vote. <laughs> it's not in good, you know, in an election year, it's just not proper. We should allow the voters to decide. <laughs> Meanwhile, they just press through like, 50 more judges in a lame duck period, which yeah. has never been done 128 years. And it's just like, you do not vote on a lame duck, d- d- duck session on lifetime appointments to the federal courts. And yet he's like, well, we, we don't have time to figure out the coronavirus like draft. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, but no, they're not telling you is the States need money to be able to give you that magic vaccine that they've announced is ready to go. Right. It's not just like you're going to be able to get it. Or they'll ship it to your house. Like they need money. And so that's part of the relief bill, not only with the stimulus check, not only with rent relief, not only with mortgage uh, help or, or uh, uh, forgivable loans for small businesses. They need state money for logistics of getting everybody vaccinated and back to work. And they're just like, no, nah, we don't have time for that. Meanwhile, just open door of getting all these wacky federal judges appointed to lifetime positions. So it's going to be pretty interesting, all these things that progressive policies that are trying to be put in place and then just get sued and be like, you can't do that because you use the word Internet. And because the word Internet is not actually written in the Constitution, then the government should never have a say on what the Internet is. Right. Because that's what they call originalist or, or, you know. (laughs) The, the founding people, they're like, literally, if the word didn't exist in the Constitution, there should be no law written about it. So it's like, OK, man. you fucking weirdos. And yet, you know, well, women shouldn't have abortions. And <laughs> they'll die. I just I just take comfort in knowing that my daughter will probably not know who Mitch McConnell is. You know, he'll <laughs> you die. Will, yes. He'll die probably. <laughs> Well, we have to do things a little you bit have differently. That drop before it, I, I gotta, I gotta get the drop. If we're gonna talk about Mitch McConnell, you, we need that drop. Oh wait. Yes, they deserve to die. I hope they burn in hell. 
Yeah, <laughs> when you talk about now, I feel so much better. <laughs> all right, well, we have to do things a little bit differently today because Father's got a bedtime, and we started a little bit late. So let's call Father, womp, womp, womp. and let's see what he's up to. Hello, hello there, Father. What? Hello, hello, hello. How you feeling? These two weeks of Excellent. solitude. I know. <laughs> Back to two weeks of a shut-in life. I know. Not that our life was like not shut-in, but things were feeling a little bit normal until this like rapid panic oh, of COVID cases. You can at least go outside with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. And we yeah. were even having like game nights over at our house where we we all wore masks and everything, but it just felt. Yeah. I don't know. And then now, like with the COVID cases, it's like it, almost even a mask with people doesn't even feel like in a house not, with people that not, not in your household. Yeah, yeah, you just Correct. you can't tell when the yeah. 25% positively rate over the last seven days. That's one in four people. That's right. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, really... People wearing garments that refuse to wear face masks. Well, the garments. <laughs> the garments they believe in magic right? underwear that it'll protect you from sexual thoughts, but they, they really <laughs> don't believe that a mask will help a uh, respiratory <laughs> disease. Like it blows me away it just blows me away yep. speaking of sexual thoughts we do have oh. we do have a question for you <laughs> we do have a question for you from somebody who um is a single mother trying to have another baby thinking about having another baby um and obviously not with somebody so the option there is a sperm donor right oh okay right. and this particular person is going the way of like and what's called a known sperm donor, which is a lot like, of lazy sperm in Colorado. Though it's proven <laughs> that weed like kills sperm cells, so she may be looking in the wrong gene pool. Might have to go to a different state. Well, this yeah, well, this, this speaks to the down in Colorado. Huh? This speaks to the question of if you father now put yourself in this position, and if you were looking for a known sperm donor, now this means you're going to have to have sex with this person. And I oh, guess is that what? Wait, wait a minute. Is that what known sperm donor means? I well, I think you know, I don't know. Maybe. I thought it would just be like a book, and you look through the catalog. No, and you're like, I like those okay, that guy's that eyes, one. you know, or I like that guy's like resume. Like she has to like, is this like prostitution? She's like no. renting a dick. Exactly. Football like, for BYU. I like him. Yeah. You know? Okay. So there's a, there's lots of choices. Known donors, you use or ask somebody that you know. And, oh, okay. And they are either a little or a lot involved, or they have websites where you can actually meet up with known donors. Then you can either. Is she asking your dad to donate some sperm? <laughs> is that what this is? I'm sorry, then, it wouldn't work. <laughs> then, then you could. So then you could either with a known donor. So a known donor doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have sex with them, but you can have sex with them. Or you That's can a find weird, weird term, known donor. Yeah. known donor, known, known donor. donor. Well, you got to think like most of the time you go to like a, that donor. So, but I've then known that donor for a long time. But then this introduces like a lot of other things. Like, so maybe this known donor wants to be involved in the child's life. Yeah, which yeah, is really yeah, weird. Might as well just have a relationship. Like, you get might a boyfriend, as, right? But that almost seems like if somebody was like, "I want to be involved," that almost seems like they're like forcing you into like some kind of a relationship. Like it's like yeah. a, it's a weird like back door into your life permanently. Yeah, now we're getting into like India, like like arranged marriages. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. That's that's a weird setup. So if you if you were, you know, going for this, if this was your decision to make and it's a completely like I get it, you know, like you might like, yeah. especially like the, the offerings that are out on the table um, yeah. that we've heard of before, you know, 
I get being like, I want another child and I want my child to have a sibling, but I, I she just want to have, she didn't want to have a sper- like sperm donor with the guy that was like doing gay porn, like, <laughs> or the like weird yoga teacher, like that, like, I like, think those uh, were one and the same had like an, yeah, that's right. He had like an only fans where he just jerked off for guys. Like <laughs> that wasn't a winner. That no, didn't work I don't, out. I don't like, think that she wasn't out. able to figure that one out. <laughs> I don't think that worked out. So what, what traits would you guys look for in a sperm donor? Like what would be taste? It's always about taste. You gotta, you gotta smell it and then put it in your mouth and swish around. Don't swallow it. It's like wine. No, with the guy, with the guy. guy. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about sperm. (laughs) So father, what, what, what qualities would you want in your sperm donor? Well, that's a weird question to ask me because I don't think I'd ever want to be a donor or have donor. What would, what would it do me good anyway? I would be female. I told you to pretend that you were the female. Oh, I'm the female. Yeah, like if this was your <laughs> if this was your choice to make, this was your choice well, to make. What are I'm you looking for? I put myself in best position, and she's probably like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, oh, that's yeah. a Dwayne the Rock, Rock yeah. Johnson type. So somebody successful. Somebody successful yeah. and maybe like really successful well fit, and, and very fit. Built. Yeah. So you're you're kind of going based off like looks and success, right? What about what about? If oh, they- geez, what a shocker! He likes guys that are good looking and big and have a lot of money. <laughs> Is that such a weird thing these days? Are you not allowed to like that? Be attracted to that anymore? Have we gone so exactly. far down the rabbit hole that that oh that's superficial to be into really hot big guys that have a lot of money. so i think here's what i think like if somebody was like i want to be involved in the child's life and this was like a sperm donor situation god that's like such a hard one because what do you what do you do like because then your child like might want to grow up and be like who's my dad and you're like well the rock johnson he's doing the rock johnson um, but then if so i don't know i think i at first i was leaning toward like having them be in their life would be terrible but then I started thinking about it and like, maybe it just depends on who they are. Right. Like it depends on how right. well you know them because if it's like yeah, a dude who does gay porn. Life. Yeah. And if it's like a dude yeah, who does gay porn, you don't want that guy. Yeah. It really depends on the quality or, of their or, character. Or even like uh, Steve jobs, right? Smartest man, brilliant entrepreneur, rich as shit, horrible person. Right. Like his kids, like, well, universal, like he's the worst yeah, person yeah. on earth. Like, Cause he was so driven. So do you like want that kind of driven gene? You know, no, probably not. Right. I think but that if you go like peaceful pacifist or like activist, you know, it's like, eh, you, they don't really get anything done. You know, like that's not really <laughs> a good, like, like motivator either. Right. Right. So do you go like down the athletic route? Do you want like a Olympic skier or swimmer, you know, because then they have like athletics or do you want like a geneticist or a professor or a chemist? You know, do you want the well, brain? Yeah. I, I like, feel like for me, it will, it would all come down to like their mental stability. Like if yeah. I, you know, if I could think about it and if I could like trust them to take my child without me there and everything would be okay, then that would probably be like an okay situation where I'd be like, yeah, you could be a sperm donor and you can be like known in the child's life and all that. Yeah. But if it's like, I wouldn't let them hang out with my, kid now or like i don't like if there's any like level of like uh, something shady there this needs to be a tlc show or like a netflix show about (laughs) like like 
uh, known donors. Known it's like, donors. You are not only picking out your sperm donor, but you are picking out a guy that will be involved in your kid's life. But you're not going <laughs> to date him. You're not going to date him. And you're not going to live with him. But he'll come it's every really other weekend just, to pick up your kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like, so you have to like, like you're doing this math in your head. Like what's going to be the best combination of like genetics and like being there, but not being too good that you fall in love with them and want to fuck them all the time. Like that's a, that's a, that's a Netflix show waiting to happen. I feel like there almost has to be like, if it's somebody, if you decide to go like, go for it. And it's somebody you don't really know very well too. There has to be like a contract involved. There almost yeah. has to be. Like you have to like lay out your terms and be like, okay, if you do this creepy thing, then I get to terminate rights. Yeah, and then that the 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 length of that, I think that Melania, I think that's what Melania has with Trump. There's like a 25 page (laughs) prenup that's just like, you know, when he got elected, the reason she didn't move to Washington is because she's like, I didn't sign up for this. We got to re up the prenup and like put in some more terms here. That's why there's a lot of rumors that come January 21st, like Melania is going to be back on Tinder. So (laughs) and and you know, (laughs) half a million dollars richer. um... There's a lot of uh, more than rumors. There's some people saying she's planning on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. I would love so. to see him like lose an election and get divorced all like in six month period. And then like lose yeah. all his money. So he can't like brush his hair anymore. Yeah, maybe you go know? To jail. I don't think he has the, any. I the, think he's, the, that's why he won't release his taxes. He doesn't have any. Absolutely. That's why they're like begging people for money right now, to be, like with this big sham. You know, so much money to steal. people, and that's, that's exactly what's going on. He, that's why he's not reducing <laughs> his taxes. He says, you owe $2 trillion to all these people that you promised money to. So back to the question. I think, I think. <laughs> back to the question. Athletes. I think so athletes. Don't use Trump. Don't use Trump. Don't I use think Trump athletes have, have more fun in life, right? Like, Think about like athletes like that go they go skiing, they go rock climbing, they go uh uh you know skydiving, like they do all these athletic things. I think they live a funner life. Whereas like an academic, I think they live a more fulfilled life, a, a richer life, because like maybe they cure cancer or they like read poetry, like there's a more depth to right. it. So there what, you go. Do you want them to have more fun or more fulfillment? But when you're a dork, you have a long period where that's not cool. Say from the age of four to like 27, if you're a dork, which is like the academic, you're good at math or something, life sucks. But then after that, you're like praised. You're you're given money for your your, your academic prowess. Like, so who knows? Do you want to have like fun in your 20s where you bang cheerleaders? Or do you want to have like awesome 40s where you like, make a billion dollars and you uh, marry Grimes and send a rocket to Mars, you know, like, well, and for me too, there's, well, you never there's, know. I mean, there's that study they did with those triplets. They put them to same birth yeah. mother, same DNA, and they put them to three different families. And they all turned out. They did all turn out different. Yeah. So it might be just the way you raise them too. But. I think, I think it's mostly about the way you raise them. I think the genetics play somewhat of a part, but I think like certain yeah. genes are triggered and, and some of the more negative and, um, the genes that just have a, a worse impact on, on somebody are triggered when like more negative things happen and when there's more like tragedy in, in the yeah stress in, and environment. Right. right. Like, I, I mean, it's, right. I mean, it's been proven, you know, like that's how some serial killers are born is like <laughs> yeah. that. There's that gene that turns on where they, yeah. they don't yeah. feel empathy, you know? So I think it's like, that kind of Ted Bundy had good parents and he turned out really crazy. You know? Yeah. But maybe, yeah. maybe he did like, maybe they did stuff that we're not aware of either. You know, who knows? That's true too. That's, you never know. That, 
that's you know when there's all these conspiracies about you know the QAnon and the pedophile cults. It's like, oh my god, it's this new thing that's coming up. It's like, no, we just didn't report on these things. Yeah. I think all this fucked up shit's always been going on. Definitely, and it probably was dude. more because there was like dude, everything Church. was done in, in the Catholic dark. Church. Yeah, you know, Boy Scouts yeah. now. There's big big scandal with the Boy Scouts yeah. coming out. Dude, there's there's like, some very high organizations out there that yeah, yeah. We can go on and on about that. But yeah, so I think here's, you're right. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think there's a couple things I would be concerned about. Like Bill Clinton eating babies. Yeah. <laughs> if well if if they took them up, I would be scared. Stop the steal. I'd be interested. <laughs> I'd be interested in um if if the person wanted to like have just have sex. Like if I was like Hey, you can donate your sperm, but I don't want to have sex with you. If they were like, "Oh, never mind," then then that would yeah. be that'd be a no. They're immediately canceled. That'd yeah, be a no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if I couldn't have like a like a if I couldn't just have like a rational conversation with them, I would have to have like a six month like period with like somebody if they wanted to be involved in the kid's life. Where like there would have to be a relationship. Be, there yeah, would have to be a relationship. Year, like because you yeah, have to yeah. like you that's the only way. To because yeah. the alternative is so expensive. Well, I mean, right, and that's if the you only... went to a doctor and had them collect right. it and then put it in you. Right, it's going to be it's thousands. Grand. Yeah, but yeah. so the thing is though, you can't like if somebody says I want to be involved, then there has to be a relationship. And even if that's yeah. just a friendship, it doesn't need to be sexual. But even if that's just a friendship, that you have to develop that relationship first before you agree to allow an innocent child who has no say in the matter to be like involved <laughs> with this other person. Like you have to, I think that oh would be the God. way I would go with it. You have to go anonymous. There's no way that you could like have them in your life. I that's the weirdest so. shit. You might as well just get into a relationship. I think it has to be like, anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. And would you rather, one. would you rather a picture or a resume? So say you had to pick your sperm donor from a picture, a resume picture alone or like a resume. That's with rough. like what they, what they've probably, achieved in life. Probably a resume because I've seen, like I did this like test once where they showed you like a bunch of pictures and you could rate like if the person was bad or good. And I like over the chart, like I just failed completely. Like, because of course they put people that like might look a little bit shady in there and they're like, no, yeah, this the person was guy yeah. that, that came out. Like, but this is actually, yeah. yeah, but this is actually a person that did like an amazing thing in life. And they, they did all these wonderful things. Uh, they just look really shitty in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have to go resume. I think so too. Yeah. That's the more noble choice. So uh, yeah, yeah, I would have to go that way. There you go. Too. But, but yeah, no, you teeth. can't go, you can't go yeah. known <laughs> unless it's like, like a like uh someone you actually know like a friend or a community right, thing right right like but no i am not picking out of a book and then it's like we're going to have this pseudo relationship yeah. where you're raising the kid too well nah, and nah, think nah, about nah. think about how hard a relationship is just with like somebody that you've agreed for, with that for too you know like yeah, like somebody you that you actually love and have love for yeah and, and that never works out so yeah no fuck that <laughs> choose it out of a book being like mybabydaddy.com or, or even just a person that you don't know very well and you're just like yeah you could be in their lives like no yeah, there, you, you'd there want has them out to of be. the baby's life because yeah. i mean eventually maybe you do meet somebody you want to help raise the kids oh, that's true want, that's, that's true another another thing that gets in the way yeah yeah, no dice. Especially if the guy, you know, like, oh, you know, he finds out that, oh, you had a baby daddy that you didn't love. And, <laughs> yeah. and he's in your life? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah imagine you're your on life. a Tinder date and you're like, so I uh, went on babydaddy.com and I picked a man to fuck me and impregnate me. 
and he's also going to raise his child and be part of my life. But we're not having a relationship. So, yeah. so, so swallow that pill. On. Swallow that pill. Should we share some raviolis? You know, some appetizers. I think. Or are like we him. going right to you the main you know, dish here? Would you like you an onion, me, buddy? Would you like an onion blossom? Hey, I heard they're awesome. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. I think that's good advice. I think that's good advice. All right, yeah. Father. Well, we will let you get to bed. Anything, Alrighty. any word you want to leave us with? Any wise, what's, what should we do? If I'm getting a little bit antsy with all this social. Yeah, just wear, you know, if you're going to wear garments, wear your mask too. Not that much different. <laughs> I'll tell you, if the church came out and was like, oh yeah, now a mask, like we have these holy like garments that are that you wear on your face. They'd all wear them. <laughs> that's true. They would. Yeah. Mandate it. All right, Father, we'll have a good week and we will talk to you next time. Okay. Sounds good. Bye-bye. You guys have a good one. Bye. I have a new um segment for you really quick. Uh oh. I have to tell you, after last week I've been getting nothing but just texts, <laughs> emails, and DMs and private messages. After our last week that we introduced a new segment called <laughs> What is Felicia was shot up to during the <laughs> pandemic. People have just been clamoring. He's like loving that segment. Next, oh my God. Well, it's constant. I think like, they'll oh love this. God, my life. I and... think they'll love this more. All right. So, <laughs> so an interesting job that I always thought would pr- like, I don't know how you get this job, but it would be really crazy one to get is a crime scene photographer, right? Yeah. And you would like never not you would never go into work and then come home without a fucked up story. Like oh my your God. day is just fucked up stories, right? So I've got a list here and I'll continue this for the next couple of times because I'm probably going to run out, but maybe I won't. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe some of them got together and described. There was a convention of fo- crime scene <laughs> photographers. Well, they, 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 sh- somehow, they shared war stories. They, they shared the worst things they ever photographed. So. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, <laughs> we just had an election. <laughs> Thanksgiving's next week. Like, are we really going through the the worst things that crime scene photographers have taken photos of? Like, so here we go. Here we go. Oh my god! Number five. The worst. The worst. I'll do three. I'll do three. All right. The worst thing that this person saw was a woman who was chased through her house by her husband's jealous mistress, who was armed oh with a meat cleaver. Oh boy. There was a series of pictures you showing. Know, you know, people are made out of meat. I don't know if you know this or not. So, like, there the was... word meat cleaver. Yikes. You know what's getting cleaved. Yeah. So, there was a series of pictures showing deep gashes in the back and side of her head. The mm-hmm. last picture that this person took was by far the most terrifying. It was a close up of her face with a chunk missing from the right corner of her forehead, and her oh, eyes yeah. were wide open, staring vacantly into the camera. Foreheads aren't supposed to be missing chunks. <laughs> for, so, like, for already, a, that's horrendous. For a like, week, for a week straight, this person saw that face when they closed their eyes and tried to go to sleep. <laughs> it's probably way worse when their eyes are open because you feel like they're looking at you. Oh, my God. You know, they say the eyes are the windows to the soul. You know, it's like, Yeah, man. Christ. And there's like a chunk out of their head that would like live with you forever, man. Ever. No. Think of how like desensitized you would have to be to have this job. Well, say goodbye to orgasms like forever because <laughs> you just like see this weird gash yeah, and every- wide eyed opens all the time. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Oh, let me, t- 
terrible. Okay, so this one's weird. This one's weird. So they get a call on the alert phone, and it's the base police, and they're asking them to report to the building whatever. And the they, base police sound like an amazing band at like some electronic <laughs> festival, you know, like it's at like Daisy Fairyland or whatever in Vegas. After this is all said and done, I'm going to see base police. It'll just be like two dudes like dressed like cops, just fucking <laughs> dropping beats like so hard and just rolling on Molly and just everybody's butt. We are the base police. You're under arrest. For rocking too hard. <laughs> whistle. I think we just found our. I think we just found our next monkey knife fight. Like holy uh, shit, Laura! Spin off, spin off, right? Write this down, base police. Dude, Especially, well, everyone hates cops right now. And if we came out and, and like tried to be, this was a new like campaign by the police to like get and did, like, a back whole, interested. Oh my god, did like a whole show of base police songs. Like, lives matter. <laughs> Trying to get trying to get people interested in the police again. In the police department again. I think we just found our next project. I think we just found our next project for sure. Face police. Oh, why isn't Bert's open? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do like a backyard show in the winter. Hundred percent. Okay. I've got, a, I've got a perfect stage in my backyard we could utilize. <laughs> I'm seriously going to now. The thing is with the way my brain works is now like I'm going to be supposed to be working and I'm going to be writing bass police songs like while I work. <laughs> it uh, really pains me, though, that we couldn't. I, I, yes, we can, you know, to quote Obama, but to make jokes like Blue Lives Matter, you know, like I, it's. I get so scared nowadays. Well, you know, imagine, I think like, well, what we were doing yeah, 10 years ago, think about, I wouldn't dare do any of that kind of shit now. Like, maybe not. Maybe you just got to do it a little bit differently though. You know, I think you could still yeah. get away with jokes. You just have to like, you have to think a little bit harder how you construct them. They actually have a whole South Park episode of how they talk about like the whole PC issue. And, uh-huh. and in the episode, they basically come out and say like, um, you know, it's, it's hard, the whole PC thing. And like, it's hard to, you know, get behind it sometimes. And it seems a little bit over, but like the right thing to do is to get behind it. It's just going to have, we're going to have to be a little more uh, creative and innovative and stuff. Like they say this in the episode. It's like one of those learning right, moments. I, and yeah, I, and I, get, I think, I can get behind that. dude, like they're like comedy heroes. So I think if, I think they know what they're doing and I think it's like, yeah, a, a they're, good they're definitely the comedic conscious of America. So if right. they're like, we can, we can do both then I'm on board. Yep. I think you could do both. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, so they near the entrance. <laughs> they near the entrance to the day room lounge area, and he sees blood, a blood trail, and he starts snapping shots. And then they keep walking, and now he's inside. And then he a opened- trail of blood has never <laughs> led to anything good. No. There's never been like, oh my god, I should follow this trail of blood. <laughs> what fresh baked cookies? <laughs> Fuck yeah! Why does so, they have to have blood well, lead to it? Well, like- here, no, no, here's here, it gets a little better because <laughs> oh, they follow the trail of blood. To an open door, and then there's a trail of feces and blood everywhere on the phone, on the pool table, on the TV, feces and blood everywhere. And all of a sudden, the cop says, oh, I found the probe. And and the guy looks over (laughs) because, you know, the probe, like you could assume, okay, the anal probe. And he turns, if there's feces and blood, probes are usually involved. <laughs> and he turns around and he sees the cop holding like a billard cue with a tiny end covered in blood and poop dripping down the handle. Oh my God. And they never found the dude. They never eight, found the feces and blood dude. Eight ball in the corner pocket and he just bounced? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. talk about stripes and solids. Hi-oh. Now here's a rough one. 
put picture oh this. Picture this. There's our last one. So this person. I don't think, uh, uh, tra- hold on. Trail of blood, trail of feces. All right. Erase, erase. Now I got to <laughs> set the canvas blank to get into the next horrendous thing. I've got a picture in my mind. All right, here we go. So this person had to take a picture of somebody, of a girl who had passed and she was wearing a football jersey and underwear and sitting down on the floor with her face on the toilet. She had died oh of alcohol poisoning. She had to kneel down next to her and take a photo of her face before they moved her. Standard practice is to take like a wide, a medium, and a close-up shot of every single picture. Well, she kneeled down to her, breathing kind of erratically. And she pulls the camera up to shoot, and she sees her face through the viewfinder. And she's gone, but her eyes are wide open, staring at her. And she every still time. remembers that four years later, she could remember the look on her face. And the thing is, she didn't know that this person was her friend until she kneeled down to take that picture. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> she knew her the whole time. Isn't that crazy? That's weird. I don't know if that would be so gruesome visually though, I guess, you know, but dude, if you yikes. had to like, had your, like you see your dead friend, like staring and you weren't expecting it and you were already kind of like on the edge. Cause the whole scene's kind of fucked up and they're just like, yeah. and their eyes are just staring straight at you. I wonder what football jersey it was. Maybe like Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> are, or, do you think it was a things. Kaepernick? Do you think she was woke? She had like a Kaepernick San Francisco jersey. And she was like doing like a kneel thing and then like <laughs> died of an aneurysm or something and like fell face first in the toilet. Maybe. I think we'll she, never know. We'll never know. They don't give us those details. You know, <laughs> they don't give us those details. Is this like all a plug for your horror podcast? club? <laughs> I'd actually thought like, about reading these. Um, I actually thought about reading that. But... It sounds like the next plot of like saw or something, right? Like, like yeah. the, uh, all the, uh, torture porn and taking photos of it. Like that can make a movie. If you had like a crime scene, well, uh, never mind. It was called nightcrawler. Like th- that's exact plot of that. Or Jake Gyllenhaal was a crime scene photographer and then started doing the crimes to get better crime scene photography. So that already happened. <laughs> Did you know that short circuit might be getting remade? There's not. Why would they? Why do? You, why I touch thought, a perfect movie? I, I thought they kind of did with like Chappie. I thought that was like a close, a pretty close to like a short circuit remake. That was a reimagining of the short circuit premise about a robot that comes alive, Johnny Five. Unfortunately, you cannot recreate the magic without the Gutenberg, the Goots, Ali Sheedy. And Fisher Stevens in a very complicated role as a white man playing an Indian man with a very, very <laughs> racist accent. But all three of those things together made for fantastic movies. Now that and I think about it, two, maybe this movie made it remade. better by adding Michael McKeon, a comedic <laughs> legend, and a villain role. Like, get out of here. Maybe that movie needs to be remade. After you just described it to me, I'm thinking it probably needs to be remade. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a Netflix short series, right? Like I, I, I like series now. I like to spend a little more time with my characters. I like like a nice eight, one hour, every episode mini series, you know? <laughs> I really feel I get to delve a lot deeper than a one and a half, you know, in and out, wham, bam, thank you, man. Comedy about a robot that gets hit with lightning and comes alive and falls in love with the chick that, uh, the weird chick from Bre- Breakfast Club. And meanwhile, like Steve Gutenberg's there the whole time. Like, yeah, I, I want eight hours of that. And I want it to be Cobra Kai style. Like, let's revisit like in the future and have all those people come back in present day. I'd be way on board for that. But a remake? No, I say no. I, I don't know, man. There was the racist 
racist aspects of it. <laughs> I think anything with like racist overtones or like undertones had to maybe, maybe should be. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Race should. from our memories with new interpretations of it. <laughs> hey, have you heard of um, Ben Watkins? Is that a golfer? So he was this little kid who was like, like became really famous, like a master chef. Um, ah, yes. In 2017. Junior master chef. It was a child. Yeah. In 2017, his father, Michael Watkins, shot and killed Ben's mom and then shot and killed himself. Oh, my God. And then, and then this kid, you know, he kind of overcame that and he voiced his aspirations to become a chef and he dreamed of owning his own, owning his own restaurant. Much like his father, who had you know killed his mother, but also opened his own Big Ben's bodacious barbecue in Delhi and Gary. Um, anyway, Gary, Indiana, notorious for fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. That's where the Jackson Five are from. Is Gary, Indiana? Huh. So there's something in the water that causes dads to do really fucked up shit in Gary, Indiana. So if you're a father, or if you're on the city council board, you might want to put birth control in the water in Gary, Indiana. And maybe we could stop the cycle of violence. So unfortunately though, so he became, Ben kind of overcame this and he's like this master chef. It was a big, is a big thing. He's like, Oh, what, what a way to overcome things. On his 13th, he's like 13. Yeah. Too, on his, well, yeah, on his the, 13th birthday, yeah, he was diagnosed with angiomatoid fibros histocytoma, which is cancer. I'm going to need you to hit me with that one more time. And <laughs> angiomatoid fibros histocytoma. <laughs> which his family said is the condition of a rare soft tissue tumor that most commonly appears in children and young adults. So he gets cancer and he died recently. Aye, aye, aye. Recently, it lasted three years. He dies at 14. So, oh, one year. So even worse. <laughs> I just thought that. Did somebody take a picture of him with his face down or something? What <laughs> are you melding the two? Like, no, no. I just thought oh. that was an inspirational story. No, so inspirational. I, <laughs> it ended when a fourteen-year-old died of, of weird, rare cancer. So the thing After is, capturing I capturing read... our nation's hearts on MasterChef Junior. I was reading about this kid, and I was like, oh, what an inspiring story! Like, what a way to overcome that! Like, that's such a great thing. And then, like, I get this news thing, and he's like dead of cancer. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck, man? Like. Oh, if there is a God, man, he is 2020, such am an I ass- right? He's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Such an asshole. Um, interestingly enough, this story like appeared, and I think this was like a story from 2018. But I was just like, it's like the it's like Facebook, like how like, oh, she's in a bad place. Let's put this story yeah. on her news feed. <laughs> they know. It's not about uplifting. It's not about inspiring. It's not about uh, encouraging. Those don't get clicks. Bad gets clicks. Emotion like like anger and fear and scared get clicks. So yeah, they're like, oh, she's she's having too nice of a day. Let's tell her about the young kid that like grew up from nothing and died yeah. of a rare form of cancer. Yeah, it's a you know it's a two year old story, but I think she needs to hear it now. <laughs> yeah, just in case she was like, you know what? Things have been, you know, going pretty good. I think we're seeing the end of this dark winter. Nah, bitch, we got we got dead children for you. Like, Here you go. Oh, and they appeared on TV, so it's even worse. Because <laughs> you a know bunch of pictures of him smiling and enjoying his life and doing what he had passion for, right. like cooking. And he a looks young fourteen-year-old like, that wanted to become a chef. And he looks like a tiny child, you know. So here you go. A precocious youth just enjoying like his existence on television in front of us, growing up before our eyes, <laughs> dead. Well, 
And then if that wasn't enough, then I see like this picture of a of a chick who just says like beat the shit out of, and it's aye, aye, and aye. it's like this nightmare a nightmare date in Georgia is want is want a nightmare date in Georgia. A guy is wanted for savage. Uh, uh, he's, uh, uh, what's the <laughs> Charlie Daniels song? Uh, <laughs> a nightmare date in Georgia. Nightmare date in Georgia. <laughs> so he's wanted for savage. The sequel to Devil Went Down to Georgia. After the <laughs> devil went down there and challenged him to a fiddle match, they went on a date. A afterward. nightmare date. Turns out Satan's not a great date. Like most people would have thought, eh, at least he's good in bed. No, the guy just takes you on a date. He dines and dashes and leaves you with the check. <laughs> After I add, I might add, he orders lobster and steak and dessert. Well, interesting. So it's not even like he did the thing where he was like, no, no, no. I know you're paying. I'll only order the cheapest thing on the menu. No, he blew it out. He got two onion awesome blossoms and asked for one of them to be put in a to-go bag before the dinner even started. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, you mentioned that they, you know, <laughs> running up, running up a bill. So this guy goes on a date. They meet on a dating app, and um, it was going fine. And then all of a sudden, the dude like loses his shit in the car and starts like beating the shit out of her face. And then he like. drags her out of the car by her hair. He has a gun on her too. And he's yelling at her that she, like the date, she's not worth it. And that the date costs too much. Oh my God. And, and just beats the shit out of her. And then somebody like, somebody comes out and like starts taking pictures of him, you know, like, like people do these days, like, Hey, world star. Right. And, and so he gets spooked and he runs away. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing guy. And, And this is why I mentioned this story. I would like us to come up with some ideas that this guy could have done before he beat the shit out of this lady. Ah, so if you're on a a date and you're just not feeling it, we have to come up with options that are not beating the fuck out of her Be- face in and, front of and telling her people. she's not worth it. So and pulling I think a gun on her. I think so. That- we could go anywhere from. Thank you for the lovely time, but you're just not my type to right before you would beat her face and pull a gun on her. And this is the segment. We are trying to decide how to get out of a date you're not really feeling without punching her in the face and pulling a gun on her. Without beating the ultimate shit out of her. I was thinking thinking you could say, would you like to split the bill? Going Dutch. Going Dutch. Say, you know, like there's a phrase for it. Then you can have a conversation like, hey, why is it called going Dutch? Are the Dutch notoriously cheap? Like, wait a minute. How did this happen? It it might have led to like a better date, right? Yeah. Then you would have had, oh, I've always wanted to go. You could talk about travel plans. I've always wanted to go to Amsterdam. Oh, I went in college and it was amazing. Maybe someday we could go, you know, and it lead to something. You could not pay. You could just Not be that. that asshole, right? Be like, yeah. I got to go to the bathroom and then just like and leave just her there. Walk out the door. Right? You that could, is always an option. You could tell now, her. You, you could, could also beat beat them sent mercilessly with your fist and pull a gun on them. That still is in, in <laughs> that's that still an of option of things that you could do. But maybe not the best because you could also. Not the best. You could also tell them, you know, like here's. Here's my idea. Um, if you're gonna be worth it, if I'm gonna spend, here's like the you could like lay down like a spreadsheet and be like, if you spend this much, this will have to happen for it to be worth it for me, or else I beat the shit out of you. You could pull out a contract, right? This is how Trump <laughs> met Melania. Like right before he was about to beat her face in, they came up with a way. Ah, oh, well, I'll pay you twenty five million instead, right? And give you a weird fourteen foot tall child, like, or 
just say, no thanks, didn't really work out. I'm more of a fucking red lobster kind of guy. You want to go to Chili's, you know, like it could be just that easy of a difference of opinion in life. There are people that like red lobster and people that like Chili's, right? Like it doesn't have to be everybody's uh, made for everybody. I'm starting to wonder if this guy was going to beat the shit out of her no matter what. I have found, I didn't do any research. This is just anecdotal. But yeah, people that beat people in the face kind of always have that on their mind. It's yeah, like, not, I don't think that's like a, kind of I don't think that's like, yeah, it's not something that like, and the guy like brought a gun to the date. So there is that. If you, I'm going to be like a relationship Jeff Foxworthy here. If you, he brings a gun to your first date, it's going to be a red flag. There's gonna you're going to end up with a black eye. You're going to get a face beaten. You're going to get a face beaten. <laughs> could we do relationship Foxworthy on our next show? We, that's a new segment we could do. Relationship. Uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. My stories are kind of depressing. What kind of week have you had? (laughs) Dude, I I don't know. I think there's something like inside of me, just like a darkness brewing because because I'm just like, I can't handle it, man. I like all of the, now it's like, I was scared about the pandemic shit when it wasn't the bad, when it wasn't as bad. We didn't even know how bad it could get. Yeah, yeah. So we and were I've heard of it. And they were like, there was 50 cases today. We're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. it's spreading like wildfire. Yeah. And then today they're like, we had 4,500 positive yeah. tests and yeah. 14 dead people. Yeah. And it is spreading uncontrollably oh. where our ICUs are at a 95% capacity. And to the point and where like, if something... You, you like- want to get coffee? Like bars are still open. Yeah. Like- to the point where people are like something regularly bad happens to them. They're like, oh, we don't have hospital room because of all the COVID patients. You're going to have to die yeah. of your heart attack. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, your bad date beat you. Like to Mercifully, with his fist and man, pull the gun on you. You're gonna have to recover at home. Like we ain't got room for you. I feel Sorry, like we're all COVIDed out. You know, I feel like with that story, like the there, there should be certain situations that are like an eye for an eye, and that guy should yeah, like absolutely. have to go on a date with a dude that's like way bigger than him, and then yes. eat food, and then get the shit beat out of him in a car and get a like gun pulled on him, and yeah. I have been a proponent of the. What is it? The the Hammurabi, you know, or you know, the eye for an eye. Like, I'm all for it, man. Like, there are certain things that we should designate uh, eye for an eye, punishment meets the crime situation. And I am all on board for domestic abuse, 100. If you get into a domestic dispute, we just get like we feed this one cop just steroids and fucking <laughs> beef and make him work police. out 27 hours a day, just like. <laughs> He's like four times the size of the rock and he just like, it, just, we train him in jujitsu and, and Muay Thai and just say, okay, anytime there's a spousal beating, like on pay-per-view, we're going to put you in a ring with this guy and he gets to do the same and not for any longer than you beat your wife. So if you just hit her once, he gets one punch, <laughs> but if it like it, punishment matches the crime. So if you beat her for three minutes, well, Officer Pound Your Ass gets three minutes in the ring with you. So I'm on board for this. This is how we can save the police departments in our in our uh, community. Yeah, maybe. Instead of we, – we want to defund them, right? Well, they need a, a new source of income. If you charge pay-per-view, 
for a roided up cop and he beats the shit out of wife beaters. What's the roided up cop's name? We got to give the roided up cops like a, a, just a name. Like they've got to be like like, a division. Like like, they're, they're like the, the rock division, the Brudos or or something or the, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, it'd be like, be like some kind of acronym might be good. Like beat the shit out of wife beaters, you know, Bosa's (laughs) or something, you know, like come up with some weird acronym for it and put it on pay-per-view. I'm buying that for 69.99 every time. (laughs) I tried so I saw a bunch of your posts about the the Real Housewives show. Oh my god. Of Salt Lake City. It? I tried, dude. I got oh my god. <laughs> I got to the point I got to the point where the lady's like injecting um Botox into her armpit and I was like, I'm so out. She doesn't sweat. So <laughs> like, she doesn't sweat. Because she's really worried about sweating lo- like, <laughs> which is like, like you need to sweat. Like that is an important <laughs> function. Natural. You also need to smile. You can get cancer. You need to have your eyebrows rise so that you can express feelings. But none of these women are into that. Like they want complete dead face. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I was very like morbidly curious, and I just I got to the armpit part. I'm like, I can't. Like, what the fuck am I watching? You missed the best part because that girl that got injections into her armpit is later revealed that she married her grandpa. What? She married her grandpa because her grandma it was a owner of a church, like one of these like Pentecostal, you know, I don't know what denomination, but like the kind that make money, like a Joel Austin sure. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the grandma was like the head of this and she had a lot of money. So for her husband to inherit her money, she put in the will that she had to marry. He had to marry her granddaughter. Now he was a step grandfather. Okay, but he's still a grandfather. Okay, well that so makes she it, married it's gross her still, step grandfather but... to inherit her grandmother's millions and her church, and then she yen used that money that she got from the will to inject Botox into, into her pits. Her pits because she was worried about sweat on her valentino dress and she was going to a birthday party for a socialite later that night but they had gotten into a scuffle recently because she speaks her mind and at a party once she mentioned to this other lady that she smelt like hospital and her the girl got really offended because the reason she smelt like hospital is because her aunt had just been at the hospital and got her legs amputated and so they got into a fight at the birthday party because they were arguing about why did you say I smelt like hospital when you knew my aunt had her legs amputated, uh. which was an actual line from the show. So <laughs> it's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I should have just like fast forwarded like right to that part because I don't. You might have to like watch a clip thing, you know, because yes, the, best the overall is very infuriating. I just I can't get through it, man. I try so hard. I really do. <laughs> I really do. But I can't get. I've spent quarantine, uh, you know, binging on like 90 Day Fiance, you know, get because it's just fascinating to really watch like people's lives unfold when they're fucking crazy. So like the idea of 90 Day Fiance is they meet somebody from overseas. They fall in love on a vacation. They want to bring them to America. But you you have to get a spousal visa, which means that you have to get married within 90 days or that person has to go home. Oh, my God. So you're following these people like. Of course, they're all batshit crazy, thinking they met some stranger overseas and they're going to get married and they're going to live happily ever after. <laughs> 50% of them are like gold diggers and like just trying to get to America. And the other 50% are just batshit crazy people that are super lonely. So it's like half sad, half amazing, crazy documentation of like the psychological condition that you see, even in your own self sometimes. You're like, oh my God, I, 
if I went down the wrong path, I might have found myself in Belize, you know, trying to marry some villager telling her that America is great and come to Utah, you know, like part of it could have happened. Part of my problem, I think, with these shows is I just know there's like a level of bullshittery to them. Like people are never like their real selves, like when being filmed and stuff. So I can't help but think yeah. that some of the craziness and some of the wackiness is like put on. And I just, I don't know, like, I'd probably be, be, be ugh, I'd probably be more into reality shows if I thought they were more realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not. It's <laughs> they're all just, scripted. It's all rehearsed. Yeah. You could tell, like, they gave them a script. They're, like, now reading from a script because yeah, yeah. they know, like, okay, drama sells. Plus, there's, like, money in it because I keep going, like, well, you were horrible. People hate you. And you keep going on like these shows and now you're like the villain, right? Right. And it's because, so we're like, why? It's like, oh, they get $2,500 yeah. an episode. They're getting so like, casted. Oh my God. They're getting casted they're, in roles. <laughs> and then they're getting $2,500 to go on TV and have the nation make fun of you. You're right. like, geez, that shit is cheap. You know, like yeah. people's, people's, people's souls are very cheap in, in America these days. Very true. So. <laughs> very true. But, but yeah, it's be- that's happening tonight. As soon as we are done here, you're gonna go watch some Real Housewives of Salt Lake City going down. What does it air on? Does it? Because I saw a little, like YouTube. Bravo! Bravo. Uh, and and the funny thing is, uh, Andy Cohen, he's like the head honcho of Bravo. He invented like the phenomenon that is Real Housewives, and it's been going for like 18 seasons. It's all these different cities. There's a, these characters that people have like like fall in love with and become national fucking like media stars. And for years, for 10 years, he's like salt Lake. And everybody's like, what? There's nothing going on in salt Lake. He goes salt Lake. The craziest fucking people in the world live in Utah. We need to get cameras and film these weirdos. And he even says in interviews, he's like, everyone just thinks it's Mormons, but it's like, no, no, no. There's this Mormon thing. And then there's like, the people that grew up Mormon that say they're Mormon, they ain't Mormon, you know? Like, <laughs> And so they're showing all these like weird fucking socialites. And then, and I live here and I'm like, I have no, I've never that life, whatever is going on. I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. I don't know where it exists. Like they all run like weird scam companies. You're like, wait a minute, you run what? And it's like, well, I run three marketing firms. And you're like, what? And they're looking at like a $14 million house. And you're like, there's a $14 million house in Salt Lake. Yeah. And like somebody with mar- a marketing firm can afford that. Like, what is like this life that we're living? And they're just like catty and petty. And and, and they all look actually, like they've got work done. That's like another part that bugs me. Not, just like, Holy this ain't shit. work. This is like to say it's work is, is, is the biggest understatement in, yeah. in the history like of a mankind. restructuring like, of a face. This is like, yeah. Mutilation. Like, the one of them owns like a parlor where they do this. She owns a yeah. chain of yeah. plastic surgery places in Utah, which it's like in the United States, there's like more plastic surgery per capita than anywhere else. Like, which again, wouldn't seem to make sense with like a Mormon culture, but it does. Same with like opioid addiction. Like, right, right. It's number two in the nation. So I also can tell though that they are they like know we are going to be on Real Housewives. So yes, they are playing it up, but it's one of those things where it's like when people don't know they're, they're like why we're laughing at them. So they're like, oh, they think it's because I'm being like this. It's like no, 
the insanity that's oozing out of you at all times. Yeah. It's just like craziness to me. So plus it's called Real House of Life Salt Lake, but it takes place in Park City, which makes doesn't make any sense. But oh yeah. It's still batshit crazy. I highly recommend it. We're only on episode one, but yes, if you want to waste more time in the pandemic. I've never been a Real Housewives guy either. I always hated reality shows that were just reality shows. Yeah. I was more of a competition guy. I like sure. Top Chef. I like Project Runway. Yeah, I and like, I like those because those are clearly like not scripted, right? Well, maybe the, maybe like Project Runway or something, but for, for a part of it, it's definitely not. Like the talent portion of it yeah you not. can't like there's just a natural like competition involved in it so there's only so much fuckery you can do with it but yeah i highly recommend plus uh the 90 day fiance it's just the study it's i don't think ever in the history of mankind have we had the ability to like study in depth personalities the way we can with like television now so <laughs> to be able to watch it as like a study in humanity well, again if really... it's real it's just hard to it's hard for me to buy in the those people are some of, again, normally. some of the craziness that you can't fake it. Like yeah. you could be given a script, but that fucking bat shit is just going to ooze out yeah. your pores. So it's hard not to I watch. I think I would the, probably uh, be more inclined to watch 90 day fiance than real house. I can't, I don't think I can take more real housewives. I just can't. Yeah. I thought I'd be more interested too. Cause it was like salt Lake and I'd be like interested in seeing places. Like I'm like, I know that place. And I just, I yeah. do the Botox in the armpit. I was like, I can't, I can't. It, and, and She's like, like I said, doesn't want to sweat. That's so dangerous. It's actually way different than you saying, Oh, I know that place. I know the place. It's like, no, I don't know any of these places. Yeah. So it's weirder to like yeah. live in this place where you're just like, I don't, that none of that is reality. Yep, yep. I don't know where any of that actually is taking place. So yep. there's some fascinating ideas that like, you're like, where is that house? I've never seen that. <laughs> like, who are these people? I've never heard of them. You know, it's just like weirdness all around. Um, to completely change the topic. Yes. Uh, so they obviously like one of people's big fears lately is just like if Donald Trump refuses to leave the White House, will he basically use the military against us? Right. Yes. And or use the military if they do figure out a way to steal the election, use the military to, to damp down or stamp out uh, insurrection against his uh, actions. Right. Um, so General Mark Milley, Miley, Milley probably, he's the chairman, he's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Like, it's not often that Which I... Which is the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff is the combination of all the militaries combined. Right. So it's Air Force, Navy, Navy uh, uh, Space Force, uh, uh, Paw Patrol, like all the divisions of the military all in one. So he came out and I was just like, the things that he said almost sound like, they almost sound like an old timey, like movie, like war speech. <laughs> and I just started thinking about like, how cool would it be to be like a military person and get to give like a brave heart type speech, you know, like or something. General Patton, you yeah. know, in front of the flag, like, yeah. We shall never surrender. Yeah. Shall never die. Like, how cool would that be? So this guy comes out and he's like, we are unique among armies. We are unique among militaries. We do not take oath for to a king or a queen, a tyrant or a dictator. We do not take oath to an individual. We do not take oath to a country, a tribe or a religion. We take oath to the Constitution and every soldier God, that is represented in this museum, every sailor, every airman, marine, coast guardsman, each of us will protect and defend the document regardless of our personal price. That's why I get a pretty Damn. epic speech. I actually have a clip of it. I wonder if it, 
Too bad it's not as exciting when he tweets it, you know, in 180 yeah. characters so with that's, emojis. So that's how I read it. Let's hear how he actually says it. Let's hear it. Oh, we're never going to fail. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez, oh, guys. I'm not going to take no oath from a king. <laughs> Let's hear how he says it. Oh, you know what I swear against dictators over here. <laughs> Let's hear how he says it. We are unique among militaries. We do not take an oath to a king or a queen a tyrant or a dictator. We do not take an oath to an individual. No, we do not take an oath to a country, a tribe, or a religion. We take an oath to the Constitution. And every soldier that is represented in this museum, every sailor, airman, marine, coast guardsman, each of us will protect and defend that document regardless of personal price. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. rump, rump, rump. Among military. That sounds like like a general. Like yeah, that I, sounds like a military guy. I would like it to be a little more passionate, to be honest. Like uh, I want my guys cool, calm, and collected. You know, I want the John Wayne type. You know? Oh yeah. I don't want a guy screaming. I want a guy to listen here, a little messy. We protect <laughs> the Constitution over here. We're not bound by any dictator or king. <laughs> We do not take oath to a king or queen. Uh, no, see, I want, sorry. I want, I want like Braveheart style. I want Braveheart style. We <laughs> do not take oath to a king or queen. <laughs> and then show our butts and dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we show our butts and dicks to Trump on his way out? Like January oh my 20, God. Oh, how great would that be to give like the Scottish like. Show our badges and our dicks and our butts. We could do a million cheek march. Just have him fucking do a 21 cheek salute as he's walked out of the Oval Office in handcuffs. Oh, like, come on. Amazing. That would be amazing. Oh, we got to get that. We got to get that. Like, uh, we got to get that revolution star resolu- well, revolution started. Let's man. get a group going on Facebook. You know, that's how you get things done. You got to start a group and, and tell people Obama was born in Kenya. Vag let's dicks go and show butts. our asses. Vag million butt mark. Imagine, no, if this was 50 years ago when there was just like three television stations and like everybody tuned into the nightly news and you had a general give this impassioned speech that he wouldn't allow a faux dictator to be like rule like the constitution is king like that shit would have been pl- like people would have been in the streets like Fuck yeah, yeah. And now it was like, oh, what? what? What happened on Real Housewives of Salt Lake? I don't, <laughs> general, like, oh, no, I'm all right. Like, <laughs> call me when he takes a nude on fucking Instagram. <laughs> call <laughs> me when he starts his OnlyFans and he does, does solo jack-off videos. Call me like, where there's a dick pic involved. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like all these things, like good things are lost in the sauce. I wish we had more of that kind of rally. Imagine if they would have played that. Imagine yeah. if when COVID broke in April or March and like, we had a guy like that, like, come on, you fucking, we will wear our masks. We will do things the right way. We will not lose. We will not lose a single citizen. Yeah. We don't bow to no fucking virus. We can contain this motherfucker. Only thing that comes from, yeah, steers and queers, and you don't look like a steer to me. Ah, some shit like that. Maybe know. not that, but. Not that one. That one's a troublesome, from a, from a great, we were talking about great movies and their troublesome parts. Like, that That, that was a troublesome part. That was a troublesome sure. part in the movie, for sure. <laughs> Maybe that, not that. Maybe that not that one. So inspirational, but. Yeah, imagine. We, there, was a, there is a, a, a 
complete mirror universe where like a post 9-11 leader of saying like, yeah, we're all in this together. All we got to do is fucking stay six feet apart and wear a mask and we're all going to be okay. It would have been like, yeah, perfect. Let's fucking do this. Like, like imagine like with our video game culture and our competition, if we would have made it more of a positive thing of like, let's keep our numbers down. Like we want to be number one. USA is number one. Instead, we're number one in deaths. We're number one in infection rates. We're like lasted like all these positive aspects, but and it's all because one guy like refused to say like, yeah, if you wear a mask, it'll be okay. Like, well, and treat it, it, it very easy to get through this. Well, immediately to politicize it, yeah, yeah. You, and, and politicize it because you you know it's going to take you down essentially. Yeah, and you can't. You don't have the the wherewithal, the fortitude, the internal like digestive track. To process, like, how to get through a difficult situation. Right. Like, it's not but, hard. And you don't give a fuck about people, so there's that, too. Yes. I don't, think, I don't think he ever gave... I don't think he ever gave a fuck about our well-being and, and the At well-being ever. of people. In fact, he probably looked at it as like, oh, the fucking weak ones will die. You know, they actually... I'll, that became the coronavirus task force motto. It's herd immunity. They talked about that, hey, some grandparents are going to die for the better cause of the economy. Because we can't lose like a restaurant chain like Sizzler. But there's like children Some dying. Old people and people have to die. There's, yeah. it's not just, that's the thing is like maybe like the majority is old people, but there's children. And and again, like even like that's not a way to die, man. That's not a way to wish on anybody to die. To and just like struggling we're in the year to breathe. 2020. Old is a relative term. Yes. We live in a lifetime where the vast majority of science is going into discovering the gene that will unlock immortality. So to say someone is old at 65 in the year 2020 yeah, yeah. is completely ludicrous. Both. In 20 years, when they're 85, we could discover to make the human life 150. All of these things are on the precipice of being discovered. Brandon and I still And you're have, saying, well, they're old. Brandon and I still have a grandma who who's almost close to 100 now and can drive her own car and do all like she's completely, you know, it's just like, no. No, no. Old. 60 ain't old, people, man. 70 ain't 60 old. 80 ain't old. Ain't 60 old. is the new 45. Yeah, like, it's true. It's true, though. It is true. How old are you turning this year? The, 41. 41. Yeah. I was wrong. You think I would know? I don't know why, like, your 40th just, like, didn't register for me. Yeah. Well, it's like, whatever number it is, because I was born in 80, so it's like 2021. Oh, yeah. So I'll be 41. So it makes it easy. So as, as I get older, I'll be able to remember my own birth. So that's why you're saying 60 is the new 40. So you oh, can, because 40 is the so new 20. Fast. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm like, I, I got to be honest with our audience. Like, I know I look spry. I know I've got my hair and I've got my youth. Your, your fashion, but, you're keeping your fashion up. Keeping my fashion. I wear fashionable joggers and sneakers. Sure. I'm getting more fashionable sure. as I get older. I'm getting less, but, but that's fine. I was never fashionable. I got to tell you. That shit when people are like, oh my God, when you get old, like everything hurts. I'm like, oh, maybe for you, pussy. No, everything, everything hurts. Everything hurts yep. when I wake up and I, I make noises with every motion because it's taking everything within my being just to turn my body to get out of bed. And every, I, how many bones do we have in the human body? Will you look that up? Oh, I don't need to. 206. There are 206 <laughs> bones in the human body. When I get out of bed in the morning, there are 207 <laughs> cracks, like crick, 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 because every bone plus one that I didn't know I had is making a noise 
because just the simple motion of lifting myself out of bed is causing them all to activate at once. It's fucking crazy. And it's like, I'm like crunched over, limping off of one leg. <laughs> I look like Quasimodo <laughs> when I get, like my wife comes to greet me in the morning. She's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, bum shoulder, hips blown out, blew out my Achilles. Oh, did you run a marathon yesterday? <laughs> No, I went for a leisurely walk in the park (laughs) and now I can't fucking feel my hip. So this is why I've been weight training because (laughs) no, it really is because I was just like, my knee hurts all the time. And then I actually (laughs) went to like a doctor and he's like, well, it's because like your quadricep muscle isn't, isn't as strong as it used to be. So your knees like flonking the, the patella is like flonking around and rubbing against stuff. Flonking. That's a medical term. (laughs) Yeah. He said, he said that (laughs) flonking. So anyway, I've had that in my head, like for a long time, like I need, like you need to weight train. It it gets a little better. Like if you start weight training and stuff, you'd be like surprised yes. like how important like muscle actually is. Hey, pre-pandemic, I was going to the gym. So <laughs> it is true. I just the the convenience of having like a, a machine that you can right. go to and do the weight training. It's a lot harder to be creative in these times. But yes. Well, you yes. have to buy weight. You have to buy free weights and then and then those are really hard to get. I had yeah. to, I had to actually purchase them from one of the assholes that went out and bought the entire fucking supply from every store in the area you aided the problem you were well, part of the uh well, the, the pipeline the problem is I, I literally couldn't find them anywhere and i couldn't yeah. find them on like amazon and then these people had them and and i noticed that they were starting to sell them like at first i never bought from these people because they were selling them from like these huge jacked up prices yeah and i saw these people selling them from like less than they were i was seeing them on amazon and like at the stores so I was like, okay, well, there's the time. At least they, at least they don't get like this ridiculous profit for them. Yeah, but I went to their dude, house, and com- I'm not, I'm not shitting you, man. They had thousands of like exercise equipment type things, like any, yeah. anything you could think of. They just went out and bought every, and I was just like, oh, and of course they if had like a giant your truck. Parents, that there would have been an, a, a pandemic, a global pandemic in the year 2020, and the side effects where you couldn't find toilet paper and like weights for your house, like home workout. Like these are the things that there's been a run on, you know, Clorox wipes and fucking toilet paper and like free weights and kettlebells. Yeah. I, and meanwhile, like as soon as we get that vaccines come like it's, it's July of next year and all these assholes have a, fucking backyard filled with weights yeah. and dumbbells and, yeah i hope like, i hope that happens i definitely i didn't i was like i could have bought more but i definitely didn't want to buy more than i i was just like i just need i just need enough to build muscle like i just need like the next yeah. weight up because i couldn't find the heavier weights but it, so i didn't buy i didn't go crazy I'll, I'll wait to buy like the the heavier ones i guess when they're back in stores and stuff but you know what i we walked by a gym yesterday um, and we were like outdoors and we could just like see inside of it. And there was so many people in there. Act. So close. Act. So close Act. without masks. Without no masks. Mask. And I was just like, I thought like a mandate is a mandate. Like I no. thought they have to like these businesses have to like abide by the rules. The, the kind of mandate that we have in Utah to wear a mask is the kind of mandate you were talking about earlier where it punches you in the face and pulls a gun on you after like <laughs> not paying for the meal. That's the kind of mandate we are on. Huh. No mask. And then like the cases are spiking, the fucking yeah. infection rates running wild. And people I know, because in our echo chamber, it's different. They're just like, all I know are people that wear a mask. What are they talking about? Mask must not work then no, because everybody at, I know wear a mask. Go I'm to like, the, no. the, go to the, take a walk by the Vasa gym in, in Brickyard. 
Yeah. Or the planet fitness downtown. You'll yeah. see the same result. And again, it's these, these ideas of like, I'm sorry, but in a pandemic that spreads virally through the air, indoor dining, bars, yes. gyms, yes. like all super spreader events where you cram a bunch of people in tightly to a well, space. Ex- especially the gyms like, where they're like, like breathing out all fucking heavy and shit, man. That's like, called good Lord. a gym. Yeah. Like, if you're not like, yeah, you're expelling sweat and coughing and grunting. Right. And like all your bodily functions like are, are, are being exuded, oh, yeah. you know, oh, like, yeah. of course there's like, like going to be these high infection rates. Now there's a business. I won't name what it is, but I was like, okay, it's indoors. And they've been having, like, they were like, we're only doing 25% capacity. So I'm like, okay, that should be all right. And then we went, it was like, how many fucking people is 25%, you know? And it's like, all right, well, if there was something that happened, you would have heard about it, right? Like, and then I found out behind the scenes, there's like, it's running rampant through their work staff, but they're not, you know, they don't announce it, nothing happens. And so it's like, oh no, everybody's just lying. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why it's like. Like you can't have a bar open. I'm sorry. You can't have indoor dining. You can't go to the gym. Like not, not when we have it, cases like this. Like it really, I, I, I have empathy for everybody out there who has children. And this is, this is just why we need like a leader who understands what's yeah. going on. Because if, if we got a, like, if we got a decent like stimulus and mm-hmm. we said, here's the money, stay the fuck inside. Don't yeah. do anything. This will pay your rent. This will pay your food. This will be plenty. They gave us enough money and and have us all just stay the fuck inside for like a month straight. It would have been gone. Yeah. It would have been gone. Just like, and you talk about rent, right? And you're like, well, like you pay rent to a landlord, right? That landlord pays to a mortgage company, right? That mortgage company pays to a bank, right? So like, if you don't pay your rent, the landlord doesn't pay the mortgage company. The mortgage company doesn't pay the bank, right? Who cares? If you just say we don't, none of us are going to pay down the line. We'll just add it to the back end. It's not like wealth is being squandered or like money's not. You just defer it down the road. Right. So it's not like you're getting away with anything. If you're, if you, if we all were like no rent, you know, like nobody has the money. You don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay a mortgage. Like, forget it. Don't go to your job. Don't go to your job unless you have to for a month. You know, like yeah. If you can work from home, great. Uh, and and maybe they should even like say like if you're going to go to the grocery store, we we have you only have you have to use the pickup service. You know you have to do yes. like let's just It'd do be that. One hundred percent achievable. Like, yeah. Uh, and then like people that are like uh, like we have some people that are kind of like what no like Festivus this year and you're like no no like, dude it uh, took it took me like about a day to come to terms with the fact that we're not having th- a family Thanksgiving or Christmas this year. Take me about a and day. It's like, yes, that sucks. Yes. It sucks. But, but I, I do not want my parents dead. I do not want my sister dead. I do not. Want... And this is always like my motto in life. Then the next one will be like, ah, yeah, yeah we're together you know, like, again. How, how much did we miss this? Right, like, right. It'll make it so much better if we wait these things out and like really plan for the next one and enjoy it instead of this obligation. It's like going to a restaurant right now. You can. It's open. Sure. I don't want to wear a mask in a restaurant. Yep. Like it's not the experience that was. So it's not worth like going through it right. and risking right. not only you, but the waitress, the bartender. Like 
I'm seeing on Instagram, people are like, yeah, I, I did everything. I wore a mask, I'm, but I, I'm a bartender. And so that's the only thing I could think of. And you're like, well, yeah, you shouldn't. Like, yeah. It's all about indoor and extended exposure. And now they're freaking out because it's, instead of closing bars, they put a curfew on it at 10 p.m. People are like, oh, like the virus knows when it's dark out. It's not going to attack you. It's like, no, it's about exposure time. Right. You can't have a longer period for people to be inside and exposed to it. You're limiting the exposure to it. Yes. You could just walk in at 8, 8 PM and you could get it. But again, it's like these ideas of mitigating your exposure time. So yeah. But to me, you lock down bars, restaurants, gyms, Shut like, it all down again, you just man. can't do it. I don't, under, do it. I don't understand why we did that then. And then we're not doing that now when it's like doubly yeah. double worse. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. And on top of that, I, everyone always comes back with when they're arguing with you. Well, you know, there's other problems like suicide is way up. Spousal abuse is way up. Like child abuse is way up. And I'm like, they, they, it's just anecdotal. There's not one story that I've seen. There's not any statistic. It's just somebody making an argument that's antithetical to the like the reason that we have to lock down. It's like there's not. I don't know. Suicide I is. I think you'd be shocked about some of the stories and stuff. Like I have friends that, that work in like, um, child, like basically counseling children and some of the reports and, and some of the shit that they've heard since this happened is like terrifying. Like hundred yeah. percent anecdotal. Like it's, it's, they're hearing about it. They're exposed to it, but there's not actual data and science to really back these things up that it's running rampant. And then it's way worse it as a problem before. than the pandemic like it's just like they're using these bad faith arguments to try to like re rationalize their behavior it's like the second that fauci said ah masks don't really work that gave everybody that didn't want to wear a mask a reason to not wear yeah. a mask like that's just one of the biggest mistakes he ever did and yeah. just to lie to us so that we don't all go about and buy masks you could just been like you're gonna like you could just i don't know that whole thing just but we've talked about that before and that just yeah you can't treat me. them like children you have to like no. rationalize with the american people and they would have done the like the best for at them, least so. for the most part right for the most part at least 79 million of us would have done <laughs> 79 million of us would have worn masks <laughs> and maybe that would have like shamed the other half into it who maybe, knows maybe well do you have something fun to end with i do i do so i was telling you earlier that it was such a runaway sensation that on here on rabble 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 we are now introducing planned segments <laughs> every time i go on to reddit every time i go on to facebook people are just like more planned segments <laughs> more planned segments like they want bits they want segments they want us to do work ahead of time they don't want to just hear us gab back and forth about our bullshit lives right so last week we got to introduce the just sensation that's running the nation of 2020 of what is Felicia Rashad up to in the pandemic? Would you so say, week, did, would you say that this is the reaction? How do I ever say thank you? <laughs> I, can I, I don't tell know you. what to say. <laughs> How many old people crying that I got on my voicemail this week after we found out what Felicia Rashad has been up to during this pandemic, how she is coping according to AARP. So this week, I need your help because I have a retirement plan that I need to figure out how to make it come to fruition. I'm trying to do the secret. I'm trying to do a dream board, I'm trying <laughs> to figure out how to make this a reality. 
So I'm calling this segment, How Do I Make George Clooney My Best Friend? <laughs> the reason is because it turns out George Clooney gifted 14 of his best friends a million dollar each. What? He thought, I just thought, basically, if I were to get hit by a bus and they're all in my will, so why the fuck am I waiting to get hit by a bus? And he handed out a million dollars each to 14 of his closest pals. I need to be George Clooney's friend. He Are they all dudes? A million bucks in cash into Toomey bags and had his assistants deliver it to 14 of his best You're friends. Are you kidding me? So I need to know... How do I become one of George Clooney's best friends? Are they all dudes? It doesn't say. I think all these guys are like, now do like I anonymous. Have a, do I have a chance? They don't want to be hunted down. <laughs> I just want to yeah, know I if I have a chance. Like, you think George Clooney has female friends? Probably not. I think like he's no. a dude. He like runs with dudes. He has people he fucks and people he doesn't fuck. And, and <laughs> most of the people on the doesn't fuck are dudes. He's fucked some dudes, right? We can agree to that. I would. Like, I mean, why wouldn't you? If you, had, I mean, he's if you could like. On. And the thing is, like, the caliber of dudes he's hung around with. It's not like he's just fucking a dude. Like, he's probably fucking like a dude. You know, uh, the dude, the dude, Brad Pitt, <laughs> maybe like, the dude. Yeah, Matt Damon. Like, oh, why wouldn't you make G out? Casey Affleck, maybe. I mean, come on, maybe. Uh, 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 what is uh, uh that that kid that's uh, fuck James Conn's <laughs> son? Well, I'm Jason Con. I'm gonna Google how to become George Clooney's best friend. Best friend. I spelled Clooney wrong. Uh, let's see. Let's see. It's just about the million dollar stories. No one's saying. Okay, wait. George Clooney best friends realized how they shared everything before Clooney's lawyer. No, that doesn't work. Are these the boys at George Clooney? No, no. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So maybe if we can't Google how to become George Clooney's best friend, maybe we just talk in general. How do you become a, a grown man's best friend after the age of 40? I think there has to be, there has to be like a run in, like you're going to have to set up like a, like a, we know, have to find ourselves in the same position at the same time, right? In a social setting, right? Perhaps. Right. And you've How got to do a little role play, and then you've got to act like you don't care, like like right. So, you've got to so let's try this, okay? You're George Clooney, okay? And we're at a dinner party, okay? And you're going to tell us an anecdote about how you pranked. Brad Pitt on the set of Ocean's Twelve, okay? Because George Clooney is a notorious pranker, okay? All right. So yeah. this is how I'm going to react to George Clooney telling a funny uh, okay, anecdote okay. at a dinner party. So so then he looks at his asshole and the butterfly was there the whole time and I'm the one that put it there. Oh my god, Clune Dog, you're the you're just the best. That is that is classic Clune Dog no, right there. No, man. Classic. No, classic. that's way too admir like that's way too like that's you're not acting cool enough, man. Let's, oh shit. That was good. Yeah, let's try it again. Okay. And then the, I'm the one who put the butterfly in his asshole. Cool story, bro. That's cool. Like the fuck guys. No, that's, Jesus. that's too, that's too, that's oh. too far the other way. Oh, you gotta find Jesus. a middle. Right, right. try, try, try to be in the middle. Yeah. So then uh, I was the one that put the butterfly up his asshole. 
Hey, that's awesome, George. Can I have part of your ravioli? It's toasted, <laughs> right? Do you think we could do halvesies on the on the last ravioli? I like it. I know normally, I know normally you're probably entitled to the last ravioli in your friend group. But guess what? There's a new ravioli sheriff in town and we're going halvesies. I like okay? it. I like it. That's that's the way to go, I think, cuz uh, you're also you're kind of disregarding his story that everyone's going to be like, "Oh my god, that's so amazing." You're bringing up a new, like, and you're kind of joking about the ravioli sheriff is a really funny joke. I, I think you're right. I think that's the way to and do it, man. I'm showing him I'm not a yes man. You're showing I'm not him just going to yes tell man. him what he wants no. to hear. I'm going to tell him what he needs to hear and that he's had too much ravioli. I think that's, what, Clune, I think that's what Clune Tang needs. That's what Clune Tang needs. The Clune Tang don't need a yes man, right? He needs Clune somebody that tells him like it is. Tells don't. truth to power. Tells him what he wants to hear or needs to hear, not what he wants to hear. I think this is a perfect plan. I'm going to be trying to – now, where can I find the Clune Dog in 2020? Can you maybe Google? I don't is know. There, can, I'm gonna is put, there like a Google Maps for George Clooney? Like, but where is George Clooney right now? Where in the world is George Clooney currently during the pandemic? Where is George Clooney? Uh, you know what? That stupid fucking million-dollar story keeps coming up. <laughs> And then, and then some, listening. and then some George Clooney wife divorce stories because he's always, you know, you're gonna need to. He's gonna go through a lot of divorces if you're his friend. Because he's the Clooney type. I've been through guys. My buddy's been divorced, right? I've been through multiple divorces. I am a good post-divorce. It's true, dude. Like, so I really feel like he could use me in his group as like the post-divorce dude. Like, right. you know what, Clooney dog. Fuck that bitch. This is like a million bitches in the ocean, right? She didn't like, appreciate your Clooney lingus. Just leave her out of it. <laughs> if she if, if she if that bitch wasn't about that Clooney lingus, peace <laughs> out. I, I'm telling you, man, there's plenty of fish in the in the ocean or something. Like I, I'm way good about it. I'm like, let's go get ravioli. Am I right? Nothing cures a broken heart. Like some toasted ravioli. So the basis of your friendship with Cluntang is going to be based on like ravioli things. You can't tell me <laughs> by looking at George Clooney that he doesn't love toasted ravioli. And I'm not talking like a ravioli entree. You know, like when you go to the, the, the restaurant and they give you like six raviolis and pour sauce over it. No, no, no. I'm talking about TG motherfucking IF toasted ravioli appetizer like the breaded that you dip into cold marinara like the clone dog loves some toasted ravioli it's a lot of assumptions you're making (laughs) what what appetizer would he get then by but you looking at him what is his go-to appetizer at olive garden you tell me like you know like you know by looking at him what he would order maybe he's just like the free salad and breadsticks guy everybody is free salad and breadsticks (laughs) But this is George Clooney. That's Oceans true. Oceans 11. He's going to get an Ocean appetizer. 12. You don't think he'd Ocean go calamari because of the ocean thing? He might go calamari. <laughs> if he's on the coast, if he's at an Olive Garden in New York or San Francisco or L.A., he's probably going calamari. You're right. You're right. You got me there. But calamari is the toasted ravioli of the ocean. <laughs> but you but you would be the guy that entered, that makes him make that um, – Switch to the ravioli from calamari to think, ravioli. Oh my god! How did I forget about toasted ravioli? <laughs> of course, that is my favorite. But for some reason, for years, maybe it's because I'm keto, or maybe I'm trying to like keep like fresh for a roll. I had forgotten about how good toasted ravioli. You would look him in the eye. He'd order calamari, and you look him in the eye, like, 
I want ravioli. And he begged, Clunes. <gasps> hey, Clunes. Let's say we switch it up today. I know you're a calamari guy normally, but how about we go a little old school? I know you made the movie Leatherheads, which was about old-timey football players. How about we get toasted ravioli? And he'd be like, waiter, waiter. Let's go with the ravioli. And then he'd give you a million dollars. Like, hey. Now, does your friendship end after the million dollars? No, 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 no. Because million dollars is like for the retirement. That's not for like my my walking around money, my WAP, right? (laughs) I'm talking about going to his villa. He he bought a tequila, Casamigos tequila. Like I need to be part of that. I need to be brand manager. Like <laughs> I'm like, clone. I know tequila. Let me take this off you. Like and I'll be like the brand ambassador for Casamigos tequila. <laughs> and he'll be like, "You know what? D-Mac Attack, if I may call you that cuz you're my best friend now. <laughs> D-Mac Attack, you now are in charge of the tequila division of Clune Dog Industries. Clune Tang Industries. Tang Incorporated. <laughs> and it would just be like, he would call me every week and it would be, unfortunately, our friendship would then become more of a business relationship. So yes, I would be saddened by that transition, but I feel like I'm a good fit for Casamigas Tequila. <laughs> and that- I think I bring a lot to the table as a brand ambassador. So I will sacrifice our friendship for the better of his corporation. Which is really true friendship. You got to know when to hold them, as Kenny Rogers once said. <laughs> well, I think I think Kloontang's a good spot to end it in. I think so, too. I think we have exhausted <laughs> everything on the internet if we've gotten down <laughs> to the runaway sensation of the year. How do I make George Clooney my best friend? Turns out the answer, toasted ravioli. Wait, is that appropriate? <laughs> no, Turns out, toasted I need a car ravioli. crash. Where's the car crash? <laughs> I deleted it so I could have the... Oh, man. Well, it's, you know, it's either car the crash man or... Yes, they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell! You know? Which is not what I would say about Dog. Not what I would say about Dog. We got we need Ocean 16. Yes. Even though I stopped watching very early on, but we'll see. All right. <laughs> That's it. I think we're good. I hope you have learned something today. Lord Jesus knows, I certainly have. Shouts out to my new best friend the Clune Dog. Can't wait to pull some pranks on the set of Ocean 16. Now I'm going to go find a woman on a dating app and beat the shit out of her after she orders the expensive item on the menu.